Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Got a question for you. Uh, a little uh, brouhaha of an argument last night. Um, um, after an opinion from you, I'm your man. How many enchiladas do you think <laughs> is reasonable for one person to eat in a sitting? Oh, now I always get confused between uh, burritos and enchiladas. Just to describe them to me again. Enchiladas uh, generally done in uh, a, a long oven dish, um, uh, longer and thinner rather than your burrito. Would you be offended if I just Googled it? Although that's a great description. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go for it, have an image in your mind, and then uh, at the end of the uh, this particular episode, you can tell me how many is the reasonable number for one person to eat in a sitting. Uh, I've clocked them, I'm hungry already, I'll give me answer in a minute. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Yesterday on Twitter, or X, or whatever the hell it's called now, I ran a little poll, and the poll was whether you've got your Christmas tree up or down. Uh, people who have taken their Christmas tree down. This was yesterday, was 68%. Uh, people with it still up, 32%. That surprises me. I thought more people would have had it done. Well, this is it. So 32% people still, uh, you know, got them up and going to have to deal with... Is it tomorrow? You're supposed to have it down by or is um, bad luck or something? 12th night is tomorrow, yes. So by the end of play tomorrow, you're meant to have it down or you then keep up your decorations for the whole year. Imagine that. It's almost like some kind of curse from like a fairy tale. What is 12th night though? What is that? I think 12th night is meant to be around the day that the wise men actually went and visited the baby Jesus. Oh, it's no way, because you always, you know, having done the nativities and that, you always think that it's all on the same day. It's all Christmas Day, but he's only just been born. Exactly. And they've got to get accommodation. You know, that was a nightmare. <laughs> they got to go and buy a gift. Now, here's the reason we're talking about uh, Christmas trees. One of, one of the stressful things about getting your Christmas tree down, particularly if you've got a real tree, is what to do with the damn thing. And you've probably seen them discarded like gangland hits <laughs> uh, down the side of recycling bins on the streets near you. Uh, a listener, a hometown listener, called Will has got in touch with what is an incredible game-changing way of getting rid or getting down his Christmas tree. Uh, we're going to share it with you now. Have a little listen to this. This is what Will does with his Christmas tree. Hi chaps, Will here from Essex. My tree removal tactic is using a duvet cover uh, to wrap over the top of the tree. You then can use some rope or string to tie it up and drag it out the house. You could use a dressing gown belt if you want as well. And, side note, your duvet then smells of pine needles. Beautiful. Thanks. It is amazing. That's uh, clever. If you follow us at Absolute Radio on our socials, we've posted a photo. Will's very kindly sent us a photo of this. And in the middle of his lounge is his Christmas tree. It looks like kind of like a big kind of trussed up Casper the ghost uh, with a duvet on the top and I love that idea then as well that you get a kind of um, a pine smelling duvet at the end of it as the well people at Lenore would love to have that just they in a bottle wouldn't they, they? they would so maybe this is the forum I I'm sure Rich you have a unique way of doing yours I have a system that I can share with you he's always got a system uh, if you've got a system of doing yours share it with the group I'd like to put forward a system from myself that requires a little bit of foresight it's not going to be useful for everybody this year but hopefully these words will get remembered uh, for the forthcoming Christmas at the end of the year and people will be in a better situation. We talked about the survey earlier on. When did your tree come down? Uh, my tree came down on New Year's Day. Wow, no mucking around. Like no, it. Exactly. Uh, so what you need to do is when you put your Christmas tree up, so this is an activity for November slash December, uh -huh. when that tree goes up, uh, if you've got some kind of like lounge or kitchen, wherever you're doing it, and you've got patio doors, uh -huh. stick it there. Because then when your time is for your tree to come down, just open the patio doors, <laughs> kick it out. 
That's what I did. <laughs> well, a horrible, like, in terms of a metaphor, a way to end that. that and we were talking about this kind of, the way that Christmas tree's been part of your family Christmas. Mm-hmm. You're just going to open the doors and just, like, kung fu kick it into the garden. No, 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 I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you and how then, New Year's... Then what do you do to it? I'll tell you how New Year's Day uh, played out. You come down, slightly hungover. Yeah. Uh, my wife then takes all the decorations off the tree, tells me it's done, I open the patio doors, I kick it out there, then right. I go out to the shed later in the day uh, with my industrial loppers, and I cut it to pieces. <laughs> That's absolutely Horrendous. Uh, weirdly enough, I am watching the Sopranos at the moment, and it sounds like something from that. Do you feel bad at any point when you're doing this to the tree? No. Wow, sleeps like a baby. Yeah. Someone who hasn't left their name has texted. Uh, they say, uh, guys, our tree went up on the 23rd and got down to the sheep and cows to eat on the 27th. Uh, we take it in the neighbours' trees as well. We take in the neighbours' trees as well. Free food for animals, free removal for the neighbours. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, that's great. No, that, I, I like, actually, what's going on there because there's, there's plenty of different uses for the tree, but that surely has to be a record for the shortest amount of time a tree has been up. 23rd to the 27th. If you can beat that for a short span, 8, 12, 15. Speaking of beating things, uh, after yesterday and the time we spent on the show discussing the age of the Super Mario Brothers, did we ever come to a proper answer? I'm not so sure I think we there did. might be 60-odd. Tetris. Now there's a game of our youth. That reminds me, Tetris reminds me of playing it on my Game Boy, being quite mardy during a family holiday to Falaraki. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. That doesn't sound like you. Imagine that, me being being Marty. (laughs) Uh, Incredibly, 34 years on since Tetris was released, uh, a 13-year-old lad uh, called Willis... Uh, he's from the States. Uh, What's has, he talking about? <laughs> has just become the first human player to actually beat Tetris. What? It's never been done. I thought... What, no one's ever completed it? No. I thought it's like all games get completed at some no, point. No, 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 not this one, no. Oh, man. Uh, he, he, it took him 38 minutes to actually beat the game uh, by making it crash. He reached level 157. Uh, actually, a few years ago, people only thought it over got up to level 29. Because that, that was the highest level anyone had ever got up to. He's got up to 157, then the game crashed. There's actually YouTube proof of it. Uh, do you want a fair play for him for, uh, you know, there's so many amazing games out there at the moment with brilliant graphics and everything. Yeah. You, you would wonder why someone would go back to Tetris, but I had no idea in all these years, and this is like with the learning from the Mario thing yesterday, Today. I didn't realise it's it's never been completed until no. now. Exactly. I thought it was just something that you did do. But no, this is him. He's done it all these years on 34 years and someone's finally done it. Have you ever completed a video game? Never. Never completed anything. Never completed Football Manager. Always got sacked. Even the garden, I start <laughs> trying to do it and can't be completed. I've only ever completed one video game ever in my entire life. A game called L.A. Noir. Do you remember that one about uh, you're a cop in the 1950s America? It's made by the same people who do uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That's the only thing I've completed. Started loads of things, never finished them. A cop in 1950s states, once again, doesn't sound like you. There's a speed limit in this town, Richie, for 50 miles an hour. If you've completed anything like that, you should be proud like that lad, Willis, whatever he was talking about. It's 12.15. Jeff's got in touch claiming to have an even shorter-lived Christmas tree than the one that we heard about that went up on the 23rd and down on the 27th. Uh, he says nearly didn't put a tree up at all, but did put a false one up on the 23rd. Uh, me and my other half uh, were going to my folks after a frosty Christmas day uh, with too much to drink on my part. I woke up to an argument on Boxing Day and with rage, the Christmas tree and the very limited de- decorations were down by about 11 o'clock. So we're talking hours here. <laughs> yeah, so up on the 23rd <laughs> and then down by 11am on 
Boxing Day. Uh, Charlie in Sunbury says, Guys, speaking of things we've completed, I recently completed Paris, the Paris Hilton memoir. <laughs> It was an interesting but ultimately quite underwhelming read. Maybe worth a listen on audiobook, but it depends if you've got a spare ten hours to give to it. That's a very fair appraisal from Charlie there. Uh, Ollie, what have you completed then? Uh, it's Perfect Dark, originally on the N64 and then on uh, Xbox. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of Perfect Dark Explain before. to us how Perfect Dark works. Okay, it's basically from people who make Goldeneye, so it's a shoot-em-up. Um, oh. Basically Goldeneye with aliens. Yes, I do remember this now. It was kind of, um, they thought it was going to be the next big thing and it, it didn't quite pan out that way. Yeah, the, the first one was great. It was on N64 and no one wanted the N64. So then they made another one on Xbox and it was rubbish. And how long did it take you to do, Ollie? 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that. Were you doing it once a month or how'd that work? There was a big gap. I got to the final level when I was like 12 um, and couldn't beat it. It came back at university um, on Xbox as like a remade game. And I went and played it and finished it finally. I love that. So you got to the age of 12, couldn't beat it, uh, and life got busy, GCSEs, all that kind of stuff. Off to university, plenty of time on your hands, not going to study, going to finish that game from 10 years back. Yeah. Are you up for doing a, a tour of schools to do a talk about the workload for students in the United Kingdom <laughs> at, the, at the current time? <laughs> I mean, I'm a teacher, so... Whoa! Oh, I love it, Ollie. This is great. There's a message in there somewhere. The Daily Takeaway. Daily Given that it's one home time show, nine different playlists, I feel like if you listen to Absolute Radio and you just heard Queen, We Are the Champions, a little bit of a dig at me at what I'm about to talk about right now. That is, of course, my uh, beloved Everton. I'm a devout, long-suffering Everton fan, as you all know. Uh, tonight, I'm off to see the Blue Boys take on Crystal Palace in the FA mm. Cup. What about that? Uh, it's at Selhurst Park. I'm going to be going straight after the show. Very excited about it. Don't have high hopes, but, you know, it's a night out, isn't it, to go and see them? And, you know, I've been to see Everton loads of times at Goodison Park in Liverpool, where their home ground is, and I had a season ticket for one year and everything. And I always used to go thinking at some point I'm going to be on match of the day. Isn't that the dream for yeah. a football fan? It's just that you're, you're down by the corner flag and they zoom in on you and you're, you're watching the game or something. But we always go to the lower Bullens, just a little uh, Goodison Park technicality, and the camera's always on the other side of the ground, or on our bit, so you never see it. So you're never going to get featured. Never going to get featured at all. So I would, I would absolutely love to be on national telly tonight, because the game is on IT. TV4 or X or whatever the hell they call it these days. And I thought, what do I need to do to get on telly? John, what do I need to do? It's easier to get recognised these days because now with HDTVs, UHD TVs, you can really pick people out, particularly if you know whereabouts you are sat. Uh-huh. Uh, then, then you're able to. Uh, I, I was able to do it uh, in an FA Cup final once. I was sat on the opposite side at Wembley. So were you, you were actually able to see yourself? Yeah, when you yeah, 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 That's, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. good. Uh, for the one where Arsenal beat Chelsea and uh, the cross came in from Ramsey, and uh, no, Giroud, and then Ramsey scored, I could see myself as the cross was coming in, yeah. I mean, that... Those kind of levels of success, I don't really remember. As, <laughs> as someone in the news just put the, the, the boot in earlier on saying 95 was the last time we won that competition. <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, I'm willing to wear anything, do anything this evening to get on national TV. As you can see, I've come in wearing a bright yellow jumper, which is a start. That's a good start. It's not Where's Wally, but it's a start. Now, here's an idea. Last time this, this particular hometown show was notable during a football match, it was, was when, when one of our listeners, Nick, uh, took Grandad, our oh. show mascot, in the rocking chair to a Brentford game and it got featured on Match of the Day and went viral around the world. Wasn't that amazing to see Grandad loft above you yeah. know, in the air on the crowd I think he was uh, the opening scene of the game and everything as well so why don't you take some kind of motif and lift it in the air something that would be weird to see at a football match are you encouraging me to get back on Facebook Marketplace again because <laughs> yes, we've I had am. a chat about that and that's one of my New Year's resolutions 
Jamie's got a great idea here, and this is um, a suggestion for something that I, I hate. You see it at all sorts of uh, sporting <laughs> matches these days. It doesn't have to be, just be football. He's saying, why don't you go there and hold up a Can I Have Your Tie, Sean Deitch banner? Now, he's, oh. he's the Everton manager, famous for being smartly dressed with his ties and all that kind of he stuff. He always looks like an undertaker, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. So many people, though, go to sports events these days with Can I Have Your Shirts, X, Y, Z, or what? Oh, I hate it. When did that begin? When, when did that start being a thing? It's awful. But, I mean, if it gets me on telly... Yeah, well, then we take I, I'm it. I'm willing to give it a go. Uh, Lynn, who describes herself as the Everton Supporters Club of Malaysia representative. Oh, yeah. Good on you for getting involved, Lynn. She says, go for some retro shorts with a lovely picture of Adrian Heath from the 80s. <laughs> uh, if it's in the second half and after the watershed, you in a pair of tight 80s shorts might get featured. Owen says, take along an orange T-shirt, a Just Stop Oil shirt and a set of cable ties. Thank you very much. <laughs> Time yourself to the goalpost. Uh, you may have left this one a little bit late, uh, regarding the prep but it's a great idea Carl says take a massive crinkly tin foil FA Cup and you'll definitely get on telly how heartwarming would that be, would that be <laughs> yeah. to watch me with a little smile on my face yeah. Everton 3-0 Gen- down yeah, generally held by kids but <laughs> a man in his mid 40s with a crinkly Wait. tin foil cup uh, Martin speaking of kids says take a small oh, child with you that can be picked up crying by the TV cameras at the end if you lose I'll get you on the telly thank you for these Nicky's got a suggestion what is it Nicky uh, yeah so whenever new Newcastle are live on TV, they always look for a Geordie bloke with his shirt off in the depths of winter. Oh, like yeah. Every Newcastle game, they always seek out a bloke in the crowd with no top on. Can you imagine? Was he suggesting that I go I go topless to the Everton Crystal Palace game this evening to see what happens? <laughs> well, mo- most of them go to the game with the top on and then take it off during the game, usually when like we score or something. That's a really good point. I've never really thought about that, right? If you you see the top off Geordie guys at, yeah. at matches, yeah. do they yeah. do they and go in? Can... They go in with the top on, and then they, what they set they set the watches ten minutes ago, right? Should we uh, take them off after ten, or what do you want to do? Fifteen, or or what? I mean, I don't know because I leave my top on. So I don't know <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no rules against. It. I mean, you know when you go to a supermarket in the summer and it says no bare chests or yeah. vests and that. You've yeah. never got to a football turnstile and say you've got to you've got to have a top on. No, you keep that on. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> very, you've raised some very interesting points here. And, Nikki. and with all due respect to the Geordie gentleman, and I, I, I don't want to make myself unpopular here, I'd say you've got a better physique than some of the topless Geordies I see. I am actually going to put yeah, that on my link. In profile, thank you. It's even better when they've got NUFC tattooed across the top of their beer belly, like it really sets it off. <laughs> Topless bush tonight, let's look out for it. ITV four from eight. <laughs> this is the daily takeaway. Whatever you do do tonight to try and get yourself on telly, don't take me with you, uh, because I appear to be walking bad luck at the moment. You are a nightmare. Uh, Locked in the shed yesterday. Um, The last football match I went to, uh, between Christmas and New Year, uh, never took place. (gasps) It was a sellout match in League One between Stevenage and Cambridge. Yeah. Uh, Stevenage, my local side, so I thought I'd go along. Uh, Me and my son and uh, my son's girlfriend, and we're there waiting for the match to kick off. Uh, And then suddenly, plink, all the floodlights go out. Oh, I've never ha- I've never actually physically ever seen that happen somewhere. Before. Oh, it's all fun to begin with because the whole crowd goes, hey! hey! Uh, and then when they don't come back on very quickly, it starts to be a murmur. And then when you're there an hour later and they're saying, oh, with an engineer's on his way and all that kind of stuff. And then, sorry, out of our control, matches off, um, check Twitter for oh. refunds. And that. Like, oh, that's no fun. That must be, that must be so weird though because they normally do get them back on again. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You always think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing a bit of drama that people are going to be talking about. <laughs> but then if it never comes back on, it's like a, it's the game that never happened. Thankfully, I did have time to pay for an overpriced burger. You are a hex at the moment. Stay away from Selhurst Park. Uh, Annie's, though, is a belter and she's hanging on right now. Where did you get locked in, Annie? <laughs> it was in my bathroom. My toddler uh, was going through a stage of closing doors behind me all the time and our our handle on our bathroom door had been dodgy and she managed to close it and then pull out the handle from the other side so I completely... Completely locked in. Oh, so you know that bit where, where handles come off and it's just like a stick? That's what happened then, it's right? A stick. And then, and then I was just sort of looking, going, don't pull it out, don't pull the stick. But this <laughs> is the worst bit. You've not just got locked in, but locked out is the toddler. This is yes. it. Exactly, both of us. So, obviously, I was like, how do I get back to her? What do I do? Uh, and I, um, I called outside for a long time through the bathroom window and no one was hearing me. So I was like, right... <laughs> I'm going to have to kick the door in. Thank goodness it's really cheap and hollow. Um, <laughs> so so I did. I had bare feet. I had no phone. I had nothing. And I kicked it through until there was a little hole and then persuaded her to give mummy her phone. Wow. Yeah. What, was, what did that feel like? To, I mean, I've never kicked a door in in my entire life. What was it like putting your foot through a door? I mean, you have ideas about doing these things, don't you? But to actually do it, uh, like... Lara Croft style. <laughs> Lara Croft, yeah. I want, I want to get locked yeah. in tonight. Uh, well, whether you're called uh, Lara Croft or Annie, we're, we're going to stick a song on for you in honour of the story, so thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys. Take care. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So there we go. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, so, back to Enchilada Gates. What do you reckon? I'm looking at them. So it's not a burrito. A burrito would be its own meal in one thing, right? So yes. uh, Enchiladas, I reckon I could eat five. <laughs> is that too much? I ate four last night and I was told that I was a pig. I, that's four. Four is completely reasonable. Did they, four would fill up what appears on, on, on the internet here to be one plate. Four, in fairness, yes. A plate of enchiladas. Four would fit. You know, I'm going to go back. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to go back. Uh, built up that I was right. You're right. Four would fit a dinner plate. Do you know what? This is interesting you say this. Maybe this is a 2024 thing, but my other half, Katie's on me at the moment for like portion control. Mm. Is, is, it, is a word, is like a buzz phrase in our house and what she'll do is what will eat yeah and i'll always go back for seconds and this is where the issue comes and what she'll do now is she's saying uh she'll say to me like i'm not going to eat all of these now but i might have some later on so essentially quite slyly placing a flag in the remaining that's exactly what's going on sausage or enchilada or whatever and i just think that's unfair and that's what i did last night because normally i would i would eat two yeah. which is what old el paso say is is one serving and then the pink panther music starts and you <laughs> hot foot back out to the kitchen <laughs> exactly and then you're going back so Rather than get up and get down all the time, put them all on the plate at once and eat it. That's what I did. Yeah, exactly. So for anyone listening who is the other half in each of these, not necessarily our own other halves, no. just, you know, go with your thing and stick to your convictions. Oh, I hope our own other halves do not listen to this podcast.